Hey everybody, welcome back. This week I am continuing this series on enterprise podcasting and I'm welcoming someone on the show this week. Uh, his name is Michael Gaines. Michael is the director of marketing for a company called NOV. I mentioned it last week on the show, but NOV is a company that manufactures and maintains equipment for the oil and gas industry. They have over 36,000 employees. They're based in 64 countries at over 600 different facilities. And I gave them as an example of a company that shares information internally through their podcast. So initially, they actually started their podcast internally as a way to engage with all of their employees around the world. They have regular roundtable episodes with C-suite leaders helping explain some of the decisions that are being made in the business and how and why those decisions are important to the employees of NOV. That created a sense of ownership for a lot of NOV employees. Now, they also feature employees from around the world from different levels of the business to foster a deeper connection between employees and among the employees across the whole greater organization. Now, Michael's going to talk about this a little bit, but unexpectedly, the podcast became an incredible asset as a form of crisis communication during the COVID-19 pandemic. At the beginning of the pandemic, NOV was able to use its podcast to actually communicate health and safety protocols across the whole company. And then once things began to open up more, they were able to reassure their employees about the state of the company and the state of their jobs. So I want to get into this. Michael shares a lot of great information. So without further ado, here's Michael Gaines from NOV. Michael, thanks for joining me today. I want to just jump right in because we're in this this time of COVID-19 and it's kind of a emergencies all over the place right now. And you're one of those businesses uh, where you are an essential service. So I want to know how, um, let's, let's start first in, in times that aren't emergencies. How is NOV using podcasts and, and what effects have you seen um, in your use of podcasts so far? Yeah. So, uh, well, first off, thanks for having me, Danny. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to share what we're doing um, at NOV and, and always great to talk to another another podcaster. Um, so, yeah, at, at NOV, we have uh, we started using podcasts several years ago, um, really out of a, a kind of a, a conversation that we had as a corporate marketing team where, where we were trying to find a, a creative and unique way of engaging um, you know, the, the organization at broad. So, uh, prior to that point, you know, we, we used traditional, uh, you know, media, we used newsletters internally, we used, you know, photography and video, but we were, were looking for ways to, that we could really, you know, capture an element that, that we hadn't really, uh, been able to harness a lot, which was kind of the, the emotion side of it. Uh, and so what we ended up doing was, uh, was looking at ways that we could, you know, combine both, uh, the content and this, what was for us kind of an emerging, uh, delivery mechanism to engage, uh, our constituents. So, yeah, so the way we use it now is, uh, we, we actually have, a uh, several different types of categories of content that we produce. Um, the one that has the most. Uh, engagement would be uh, kind of our quarterly uh, sort of conversations that we have with our CEO. So what we do is, uh, you know, after our, uh, you know, we report out to Wall Street like every other public company, but later on uh, that day, I actually sit down and have the opportunity to to have a conversation with our CEO and CFO. And we just talk in, in very conversational tones, not necessarily 
discounting the, the, the work and effort that goes into the business, but making sure that the conversation is something that anyone in the organization essentially can jump into and understand, you know, what happened that quarter, you know, how did it impact our company? You know, what does that mean for us you know, today? And what can we do as a collective moving forward? So that's been a really uh, key, uh, I would say, uh, tool in our tool belt of communication within the organization to help align, you know, everyone from, you know, uh, presidents down to individual contributors on kind of the overall strategy and and go forward plan uh, within the company. And and I think that employees have really resonated with that. Uh, I'm really fortunate to be able to get a lot of that direct feedback and some of that feedback, including uh, you know, individual notes from long-term employees who say, you know, I've been here for a long time and, and now hearing this podcast, kind of hearing it for myself, I'm actually, you know, I, I recognize the company does, you know, really have a vested interest in, in my, my future and my growth and, you know, really appreciate that. Um, we also use it in really helping give people an opportunity to travel and learn about our organization and in places that some of them may not have the opportunity. You know, when you look at, uh, uh, the fact that NOV, you know, we have, we're in more than 60 countries around the world. Um, that provides a great opportunity for us to serve our customers. But many times for employees, they may not necessarily have the opportunity to go and visit a colleague in, in Europe or, you know, in, in uh, you know, North America or South America or wherever that might be. And so what this does is allows us to educate our employees. And, uh, and of course, we also produce some of this externally for customers and those interested in, in what we're doing. And in various places. And that's also provided a great avenue of, of discovery and, uh, and shared learning as well. Okay. And uh, just because I may or may not get to this in the introduction and in your bio, could you tell me a little bit more about, now you, you've got over 30,000 employees in NOV, um, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, where, you said they're all around the world. Are these mostly employees that are sitting behind a desk and commuting to that desk? Are they out in the field? Uh, are they traveling around a lot? What's the makeup of the employee base? Yeah, so uh, I mean, we so we kind of have uh, you know various sort of roles and responsibilities. There, there is a a large group of our employees who are you know kind of our frontline employees who are in a uh, either a shop or facility or a uh, you know a fabrication type of uh, 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 building where they're actually hands on you know creating and building you know, the tools and technologies that we actually deliver to our employees. Um, and so for, for those folks, uh, a lot of our engagement uh, certainly revolves around our, our external podcast, but also uh, for the internal podcast, uh, a lot of those are, uh, are often, oftentimes consumed maybe in a kind of a shared environment. So maybe uh, yeah, whether it's uh, like a, a break room or something along those lines. Um, yeah. And then we also, of course, have our Employees who are either more office-based or, or field-based, so you might have a, a salesperson or uh, maybe an engineer who works at a, at a desk or an administrator who's in an office setting. And so for those folks, uh, yeah, they, they also consume it, uh, but maybe a little bit differently. So they might be consuming it while you know, doing work at their desk. I've gotten notes from employees who say, yeah, you know, I was listening to the podcast kind of in the background when I was sort of doing my daily work and you know, just similar to what you'd expect you know, someone saying, oh, well, you know, I was listening to a local radio station. And so, oh, well, you know, I was listening to the, the podcast. Um, and so for those folks, yeah, we're able to engage them as well, you know, using the, 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 the podcast either 
through uh, you know our internal distribution or the the app that we uh, the podcast app we developed internally okay. as well. So. Okay. Awesome. So you actually developed an app on your own to to stay secure behind your walls. Yeah. So so that was one consideration we had was uh, and, and and that was kind of something I'd even thought about even early on was you know how do we you know ensure it's kind of that uh, duality right that fine line of you know you want to make sure that you have information that's easily accessible but on the flip side I mean we we want to be uh, you know responsible stewards of that information as well. And so, you know, what, how do we, we do that? So um, the great thing about NOV is that um, we're, we're a really big, small company. And so, you know, I, I very early on, you know, engaged with uh, our CIO and uh, also uh, our app development team and said, hey, you know, this is what, what we're trying to do. We're trying to this new way of engaging employees. And so um, in, in effect, what we did was, uh, you know, we engaged that team and, and they're just really some of the smartest people that I know. And so they said, okay, well, we think we figured out a way, which basically involved kind of a combination of, uh, of using Microsoft Azure from a cloud-based storage standpoint um, in combination with uh, some of the tools that, that we have uh, available through the Office 365 platform. And essentially, we're able to, to utilize those. Plus, uh, since we're a, a large organization, we use a, a mobile device management platform, or MDM, as, as it's called. And so we kind of deployed this this podcast app, which which really is a pretty standard app, but just inside of that container, so that we could deploy it to anyone that has a basically a company phone that wants to to engage that way. And of course, for those that don't have that uh, uh, an, uh, company phone, um, they can still access it internally through uh, our Office three sixty five. Okay. Now, so. Because I'm really interested in that, and I want to get mm-hmm. into the development. Because I, I, w- I would like other companies that are listening to this that are maybe thinking about it and think and thinking, you know, how hard is this? Um, what was that process like? Was it was it something that they were able to figure out pretty simply and quickly, um, or was it a struggle? Were there false starts and things like that? Um, also, I also wonder. Did you did you explore any of the because I know you guys have an external podcast? Did you explore any of the solutions presented by some of the hosting platforms, or was this we need to keep this stuff very secure so we don't want to go outside? At yeah. All? So so yeah. So maybe I can take a step back and kind of take you through the journey. So when we first started, you know, I, I you know I'm a um, I'm kind of a an IT hobbyist. So so I had already had several ideas of you know okay. You know, at the very core of it, I have an MP3 file. How do I get this MP3 file out to everybody? And so I started this very logical progression. Well, I can email it. Well, no, IT probably won't like that because it'll bog down the servers and have this MP3 floating out there. I said, okay, so I'll scratch that one. So I said, okay, well, you know, we're Office 365. Maybe I can put it in OneDrive, right? And I can send a link out to everybody. But then, you know, you can still download the link and I wanted to keep it secure. So I struck that one. So kind of, so it was this very basic kind of, you know, going through and striking ideas. And finally, I sort of took a step back and I said, okay, let me just think about it a little bit. And, um, and, and as I was thinking about it, I, I realized and remembered, uh, you know, seeing a, 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 a IT blog uh, newsletter talking about, uh, I think at the time it was one of YouTube's, you know, music streaming services. And I read the article and they were saying, yeah, you know, a lot of people 
you know, try to use YouTube kind of like a jukebox, right? They go and they put it in the song. And this was before, like, you know, a lot of the streaming services really, really, you know, were, uh, took off. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like using a video platform as an audio uh, delivery service. And so I said, hmm, so I wonder if that could work here. So I said, okay, you know, it's secure because it's behind the firewall. The user's authenticated because they have to be, you know, they have to bump up against Active Directory. Um, you can, you know, listen to the audio on multiple platforms, uh, and it's pretty much easily accessible in, in, in all those platforms as well. So it's like, oh, it's like, well, maybe I could try that. So essentially what I did was I created an audio only video. So it was just a static splash screen. Uh, so our podcast is called NOV today. It's, we, we name it the internal one, the same as the external. So NOV today podcast and, you know, episode, episode one, you know, with a CEO. And uh, so created that and, uh, and pushed it out and, uh, and had quite a few folks listen the first one. I, I, I didn't know if everyone was going to want to listen to it, if it was going to just you know, completely tank or not. But, uh, but folks consumed it. And, and of course, you know, we continued to produce that way for, for many episodes before we finally created the, the app. And candidly, I think I still have a lot of folks that prefer listening to it kind of in that video format. Um, simply because, you know, they're, they're at, you know, in the office, at their computer. Of course, there are people that still use the mobile app, but, uh, but for folks, it's just very convenient. They can kind of go in. And so we just hosted on uh, what used to be the uh, uh, video portal, but now it's the um, uh, Microsoft Stream. And so we use Microsoft Stream, which actually now has a lot more capability than the old uh, product that Microsoft had. So now on the video, you know, when I upload it, it's automatic uh, transcription, uh, so it'll automatically, you know, do uh, auto transcription for the videos. So you can search, you know, for specific phrases, things like that. So, so really, that that was uh, that was kind of how we started, and really, we what we continue to do today. Now we've sort of just recently kind of broached the the area of looking at video podcasts. So still doing audio, right, it's for folks that want to listen, but if someone wants to kind of see you know, some of the facial expressions and things like that, we're starting to move into that space. So, um, yeah, but it's, it's been, uh, it's been a really interesting, uh, kind of journey, uh, especially in the beginning where folks didn't really know, you know, what, well, we went from what is this to, oh yeah, I think I heard someone talk about, you know, the podcast to, oh, that's interesting. And then, you know, which was the brass ring for me to, hey, you know, I'm really interested in my business unit being on the podcast. How do we do that? And I'd already said, always said from the, the very beginning, success for me wasn't necessarily that I had 100% saturation in the company because I, I just any medium, you're not going to have 100%. But no, but for me, it was, okay, success is when I start getting inbound requests of folks that want to use this because that means they see the value, they get it. Mm-hmm. They're they're compelled, they're moved, and they want to be part of that that journey. And so I've been able to kind of have repeat success if yeah. that's the goal or that's okay. the, the the example there. That's really interesting and and exciting for you certainly. Um, so I don't know when <laughs> this episode will air. Hopefully in the next month or two. Sure. But so we're talking on March thirty first, twenty twenty, and we are in the midst of the COVID nineteen pandemic. The um, the United States has a stay-at-home order until April 30th at this point. It may go longer, who knows? Um, but that's where we are right now. We are uh, we have some states that are stay-at-home until June at this point, and most employees of non-essential 
companies, non-essential services are working from home. Um, you are an essential service. And, and I know like the last time we tried to have this interview, you had some things come up immediately that you had to reschedule because you guys were talking about what, what are we going to do? Can you share some of the experience of the last few weeks and um, maybe stories of how you've actually used your external and internal podcast um, to communicate with employees during this time? Yeah, absolutely. So, so, um, you know, like many other large organizations, uh, you know, there's been a lot of uh, behind the scenes work going on with, you know, all, all of our, uh, you know, health, safety, security and environmental teams, our IT, uh, you know, travel and risk and, and, and all of those teams who have really been working uh, more than, than, than double time to ensure that not only our employees are are safe, but that uh, the customers and uh, communities that depend on us to provide you know the technologies and services are are also um, safe. So so that's been the the number one focus for all of these groups. Um, but but just recently, uh, you know, a- after we've kind of you know had the initial uh, you know sort of sort of uh, approach to to ensuring that that things are are you know, as, in as best a position as possible, um, you know, our, our team kind of came together and, and said, okay, you know, we, we recognize that we're going to be playing a very instrumental role in uh, connecting our employees, uh, but again, also our, our customers to, to our, our employees, so our sales teams that no longer can go and, and meet with, uh, with customers and things like that. So we've actually been working a lot, again, with our IT teams who have really been been stepping up and as they always have to to support us, uh, but with the podcast we we actually said okay uh, you know how can we you know leverage you know our our, our platform to engage employees and again um, because we're we're kind of in this area of of sort of evolving the podcast what what happened was we uh, we came together and said okay you know this was uh, maybe about uh, a week or so ago. And uh, you know the market was just fluctuating all over the place, and we said, okay, I think em- employees need to to kind of hear. But really, this was an area where we kind of departed and said, we I think they need to hear and see, um, you know, from our CEO and, and and understand, you know, what's going on and how does this impact us. So, so that was actually uh, the first time that we had branched into the space of of an audio and video podcast, which. I think is an interesting concept, and I, I'm, I suspect will continue to to evolve, especially in the podcast world of of not negating the fact that you know the the audio uh, uh, medium is is very unique in that it's one of the only ways that you can actually consume a message and still be able to do another activity, right? Um, and so I think it's more of a strategic tool that that we're starting to utilize. So in that case, we. We use the podcast to to send out to employees who many as as many of us are uh, we're at their homes right that that uh, we're working out of their homes and so um, because of that we actually saw some of the highest consumption and engagement from employees of of any uh, podcast that we have produced up to this point in time um, which of course is a is a mix of both uh, you know having kind of a captive audience. But also, I think resonating with with the with the message. So, so we've been using our, our podcast. We had our CEO, and we just recently uh, finished taping a roundtable with our IT, our HR, uh, our chief administrative officer, uh, and our 
chief health, safety, security, and environmental officer. So three of our kind of core functions that have been supporting employees uh, in this time. And so we, we're giving them very timely, uh, detailed information on what is IT doing to help me? You know, I've never worked at home before, right, full time in, in this capacity. How do I do it? What hardware do I need? You know, hey, our chief administrative officer giving insight and tips on, hey, if you're a manager, know that, you know, your employees will do a great job no matter where they are. And, and this is how we can best support them. And, you know, when you have kids running in like, like I have and, and probably will in this interview, I don't know. Uh, but that's, that's okay. That's life. And let's, let's all do this together because we're all in it together. Um, so really helping use that as a as an opportunity to to connect employees with uh, you know leadership and and we plan on continuing to to do that um, as as the situation unfolds. So it's definitely a a tool that uh, we we've just begun to utilize for for this particular uh, situation and and will continue to do so. Externally, we're uh, we're actually going to be leveraging um, you know continued. Uh, communication tools, of course, podcast as well, to uh, to try to reach our customers and, and those that are just interested to know what NOV is doing um, at, at a timely level as well. Have you ever wondered how other podcasters grow their audience? Well, one of the best ways to do this is by being a guest on other podcasts, borrowing their audiences. So that's why I created the Publicity Power Pack. It's a product designed to help you learn how to network with other podcasters and get invited onto their shows. There's really no better way to grow your audience. The Publicity Power Pack provides you with everything you need to network with other podcasters, be a better guest, send pitches that people actually respond to, and begin your journey towards becoming an in-demand guest. So what are you waiting for? Let me help you grow your podcast starting today. Get the Publicity Power Pack only for $27. You can go to dannyosmond.com slash PPP to get it today. Um, one thing you might consider, since you have the, the Microsoft Stream platform, is to not just think about okay, this is a video podcast that we're going to release or we're going to record and we're going to release. But if you have the ability to do live broadcasting, to broadcast these conversations live, if if the information is solid and everybody's comfortable doing that, but make that available to get that initial engagement. Or even if you're doing um, you know, the external stuff using LinkedIn Live, Instagram Live, Facebook Live, whatever you have access to, recording that, editing that down into your podcast. So you can essentially save a step of, of thinking about recording both at the same time. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you mentioned that because mm -hmm. I just sent a note to our CEO, CIO this morning and said, hey, we're going to get our CMO, who's my boss's boss, mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to do a uh, Teams live event internally just, just to kind of get it out. I mean, we're, we're, so we're a, an approved beta tester for LinkedIn live as well. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so we want to just kind of feel it out for a large audience in terms of engagement we get. And then, yeah, our plan is to go ahead and do a, a LinkedIn live uh, broadcast as well with, uh, with our CMO, you know, what are we doing with the customers? <clears throat> kind of our HSC, you know, what are we doing to keep gotcha. So, yeah, so we're actually, so great minds. Very cool. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, we're on that path. <laughs> Cool. And so, and you've given a lot of information on, you all have a very diverse offering. Um, 
it it sounds like you're equally exploring video as well as podcasting. You probably have blogs as well um, in terms of communicating internally and externally. Um, so I, I encourage people to go back over these last two or three answers and just really you know jot stuff down. And I'll make sure that in the show notes we kind of hit all these bullet points that you've mentioned. You know, we're we're using the podcast because it's connecting with people more. We're using the video so that people can see who they're you know who they never see or they don't see often or maybe they've never met. Um, that that's it's, it's extremely helpful. Now, so you're pretty active in this world. Have you seen any other businesses um, very recently or even before use something similar, um, particularly internally. What what are some other businesses that you've seen and, and how have you seen them use it? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's really interesting because, you know, just the, the nature of, of an internal podcast makes it such that uh, it's almost like a like a speakeasy. If, if you right. don't know where to where to knock and who to know <laughs> and, you know, what that it's, it's kind of too hard to know. Um, for, for me, initially, when I first started out several years ago, uh, I, I really, you know, I had I have a background in doing um, voiceover uh, work. So I was familiar with, with, to a certain degree, a little bit of audio and, and audio editing. I've been doing it for about 15 years. But, uh, but outside of that, I wasn't really familiar with, well, how do you produce a podcast and especially internally? And what are some considerations? And how do you engage folks? So I started down this path of, doing some desk research, which I couldn't find a, a lot of. Um, and so then I said, okay, well, you know, I, I started going to some podcast conferences and, you know, started asking folks and I said, Hey, you know, do you do an internal podcast? And, and they say, well, no, like, do you? And I was like, yeah. And it was always this really like, how do you do that? And I was like, well, I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I need to find somebody to, to tell me because I, I don't know. And so finally I said, okay, I'm just going to start doing this. And, and if I find somebody that does it, that's great. Um, and so again, because of uh, just how great our, our IT team is and our, our whole information uh, group is, our CIO specifically, I, I one day my, my CMO said, "Hey, you know, maybe Microsoft does something." I was like, "Oh yeah, that's maybe they do," because we we were just starting to you know continue our, our relationship with them. So through my CIO, I got in touch with the uh, the Story Labs team up at Microsoft, who then got me in touch with some of their production folks at uh, the Microsoft Studios. And so they kind of helped uh, sort of open our my eyes a little bit to some of the, the tools and, and approaches that they use to engage, you know, their constituency. Of course, they're, you know, more than three times as large as us. Uh, but, uh, but they, they obviously are the ones kind of eat, eat, eating their own, eating their own cooking, so to speak. And, uh, and so that was helpful to, to really start thinking about for me, um, you know, trans transitioning from uh, just kind of pushing content out to making it a, a dialogue and really having a kind of bi-directional feedback. So you send an episode out, but you get that feedback. And then, you know, the second episode starts playing on the feedback that you got in the next one. And, you know, what else could, could this be? Um, so that was really, really insightful. Uh, also, I think it was really, I, I hadn't really found a lot of, of companies that were doing internal ones. I mean, the, the only... I think the first time I had heard about a lot of the other internal episodes was, uh, I don't, you may have been familiar, there was a Wall Street Journal article that had come out, um, I think maybe last year. And, uh, and it was a really, really good article because it gave insight on, you know, Home Depot has an internal podcast and American Airlines and I think United Airlines and, and several others. 
Um, and so kind of reading and, and that article, again, sort of gave me a, a, a sense of uh, maybe motivation only because the, the, the premise of the article was saying, well, internal podcasts are so boring. And why would, <laughs> why would, why would employees want to listen to an internal podcast? And my mantra from day one had always been, you know, I'm not going to produce anything yeah. that I don't want to listen to. Exactly. One, that's disingenuous. Two, that's not fair to the listener. So that's why I started exploring things, uh, you know, topics like, uh, you know, what, you know, our company is doing with SpaceX. It's like, okay. oh, well, I think space is interesting. Maybe I'll yeah. produce an episode on that or, you know, those kind of things. Right. And so, so, so kind of using those sort of metadata and pieces to sort of kind of inform mm -hmm. me. So yeah, to answer your question in short, I, I hadn't found a lot of companies. It was more of a, a trial and error, so to speak, yeah. um, which has been really, really reward, rewarding. Well, it's good to hear. It's good to hear your stories because you've taken. You know, I've mentioned before Marriott and Geico and Disney, and you had seen in this article Home Depot and American Airlines and United. It's nice to then transition it down to you, Nov, which is a large corporation, a global corporation, but but um, smaller. And yeah. how it can still be effective, even if you've got thirty thousand. And uh, I mean, my opinion, it can be effective if you've got ten. Exactly. Um, yeah. Know, it's it's a way that you can connect with employees in a different way, in a way that they, you know, you may not get the chance to in a meeting or, or right. you know, in a memo or a blog or a video even. Yep. Um, okay. So that's fascinating. Now you mentioned that you you had some background in this audio editing and and voiceovers and and you've done this for a while now and you had the support of the IT um, people in, in NOV. But I, I want people to hear about maybe a false start or a, a mistake or a, a crazy experience as you were getting this off the ground. Did you have any experiences like that and what were they? Yeah, so, you know, it, it, was, it was interesting, especially as we started out, um, you know, I, I went in, you know, eyes wide open, ready to, to jump in at, at any opportunity. Um, and so for me, you know, really trying to understand, you know, what what can this be and where can this go, you know, led me to, you know, very quickly to opportunities to, to interview a, a, a lot of different people. Um, one of the experiences I, I learned very quickly and I, I was able to learn a lot from actually uh, some, some of my titles, you know, The Voice. And uh, I sit next door to um, the NOV storyteller, who is our uh, our company cinematographer. And so a lot of the storytelling techniques and ideas and concepts uh, initially, you know, he he influenced me. Paul Dufio is his name, and he helped influence uh, a, a lot of how I approach you know storytelling and story creation. And so uh, when we when I started out, uh, I had no, no reference or concept of, you know, how, how do I know, you know, if I have enough footage or, you know, audio footage or not. And so I remember there was one particular case where, uh, you know, I was telling a story, I think it was our episode, uh, big data. And so talking about, you know, how, uh, NOV is helping customers, uh, leverage their data, right? We're data stewards. And so I remember going to one of our facilities and uh, I spent several hours, I remember distinctly, on a, a, going around a, one of our facilities, a very, very large facility. And I remember, I mean, I spent hours interviewing so many different people, uh, you know, tell me your story and what are you doing here? And, the, and I was looking for something specific, but I didn't know how to sort of 
vet that ahead of time before actually getting on location. So it was like, okay, you know, the more audio, the better. And, uh, <laughs> and I ended up interviewing somewhere in the neighborhood of, of more than a dozen people, probably a dozen and a half folks. Um, yeah, a couple hours worth of, of, of audio. And, you know, when I finally put the story together, I said, well, really, all I needed out of that whole day, I just needed that one guy. And of that one interview, I only needed about 30 seconds. And I just remember thinking, I was like, man, like I was so exhausted. I'd spent like days combing through all the audio, trying to look for it, trying to understand, you know, what is this? You know, how do I, how do I kind of pigeonhole this interview into the story, even though it doesn't fit? And, and so, you know, it was, it was a, a really, a, it was a great, frustrating opportunity because I finally realized, you know, everyone has a story and that is great. And, and, and I think it's, it's really honoring as storytellers, as, as a podcaster, to be able to go in and, and capture that. Um, everyone has a story, but not everyone's a storyteller. And that's okay, too. Like, that is totally okay. You know, just like, you know, everyone uh, can have access to a pencil, but that doesn't make you an artist. And that's okay, right? There, there are certain, you know, folks that can, can deliver something in a way that you need it. And so uh, once I kind of realized and accepted that that's, you know, kind of how it is, then that sort of opened me up to, to say, okay, you know, I can go into, you know, a conversation or two. And, and if it's what I need, that's great. If it's not, that's okay too, because I've made a connection. I've, I've, I've been able to, you know, cultivate a relationship. Um, but you know, for this particular project, maybe I don't need that. I might later on. Uh, so that that was helpful. But yeah, that that experience was was something else. And then uh, another one that I learned from my uh, my colleague Paul is is uh, don't forget to hit record. Uh, and so this this happened. I had a trip. Uh, it was our our uh, a podcast that we did on a, a facility, a fiberglass facility that we have in Plymouth, England. So I had the opportunity to fly over, you know, take the train down. I mean, beautiful scenery. And you know, I got to just, you know, envelop all the history. And uh, anyway, so it was my, one of my first international assignments. Uh, it was a little bit jet lag, but had great conversation uh, with, with two of our, our, uh, our leadership there, you know, finished the interview. They walked out and I was like, man, that was great. I, I, was, I was just so invigorated. Let me listen to it. And I you know, hit play and... <laughs> And, uh, and, and the first thing I hear is, uh, thank you for being with me today. I was like, oh, wait, let me rewind. And that, that's all it was. So I, uh, I learned very quickly that uh, you always have to remember to press record. It doesn't matter how good of an interviewer you are. Uh, the record yeah. button is your friend. So, it is. It uh, is. It's the simple things that, that, make, uh, that make the difference. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's things like that. You know, um, I was on another assignment in, in uh, Navasota, which is a, a suburb, uh, or it's not, it's not a suburb, but a city in northwest uh, Houston. And uh, same thing, went on, a, I had an assignment, it was an early morning assignment. We were actually uh, interviewing a, a gentleman uh, from his home, and I was going to ride with him uh, as we went up to, to his job. And uh, so I got there, had all my equipment, and I hit record, and I said, no, no SD card. And I was like, well, maybe that's just an error. I was like, oh, no SD card. No, it. And it was just a really kind of uh, mortifying might be underselling it, but uh, just a really terrible experience of like, how do, you know, how do I do that? You know, what am I doing? But, uh, but again, it's just a realization that, that 
people are, are gracious and the, and the gentleman was really nice. We, I ended up, I think, recording on a cell phone and I had a colleague rendezvous with me when we got up there and it was this whole swap and change and SD card. But, uh, but yeah, but I think just realizing that mistakes are going to happen. SD cards are going to fail. You're going to hit, you're going to forget to hit record. You're going to get way too much footage on, uh, you know, a project that you don't need, but you know, you can't appreciate the sunny days until you have cloudy ones. So yeah, uh, it's been that's a good really lesson. Good. Yeah. And it, it's always, it's always good to have that checklist by you. That's it's, it's, it's like, it's like pilots. I, I mean, oh, yeah. I know yeah. they have, I know they have a lot of free time on their hands right now, but, uh, having that checklist keeps you from, you know, making those mistakes. And yeah, and especially yeah, part yeah, of my, my background was, was aviation. Okay. So that's what they always said was checklist, save lives. And in this yeah. case, checklist, save episodes. So. <laughs> especially if like in your situation where you're all over the place in different yeah. locations and traveling. And that's, that's the thing personally that always makes me nervous when I'm traveling to a client to record them for the first time is going through that gear list to make sure, okay, that's do right. I have this? Do I have this? Do I have the, the uh <clears throat> it's called an iLock that has all my licenses for the different software that I need. Do I have that USB dongle to to plug in and make sure that this stuff works? Right. Well, this has been a really rewarding conversation, really fascinating. And I'm I'm was glad that uh Andy introduced us. Um if people want to learn more about you, uh the work you do, if they want to learn more about NOV um and specifically NOV today, where can they go? Yeah, absolutely. So um, they can, if you want to know a little bit more about me, you can go to nov.com forward slash podcast. Um, also, if you just want to send an email, you can uh, reach me at podcast at nov.com. Uh, also, you know, of course, our podcast is on, you know, Apple podcast, uh, Google podcast and so forth. But, uh, but yeah, always happy to, uh, you know, take a question or, or if they're topics that folks are interested in or really just anything about podcasting i'm i'm always uh always game for that and of course linkedin i'm i'm there probably more more often than what sure. i'd like to admit so uh so happy to connect there as well yeah very cool thank you again for joining me thank you